Hey everyone, um, my name is Theo Farrell. I'm a professor of war studies at the University of Wollongong, uh, and I'm here having, uh, having a discussion with Dr. John Schroyden, who is director of CNA's Center for Stability and Development, uh, where we're, we're in discussion about the Afghan peace talks. Um, now these ongoing talks uh, between the Afghan government and the Taliban are focused really on uh, five key issues. Uh, one is the current Afghan constitution from 2004, uh, which uh, the Taliban don't recognize as legitimate. Uh, second and crucially are power sharing arrangements, um, which would enable the Taliban to obviously come into government and, and what those might look like. Uh, third is the future of the Afghan national security forces and whether uh, the Taliban would be integrated into those. Uh, fourth, uh, an issue of particular concern for, for many Western countries are women's rights and ethnic minority rights and how these can be protected uh, in, in a future of Afghanistan. Uh, and fifth, really, is the, is the role and function of international aid. Uh, Afghanistan depends very heavily on international aid. Uh, and, uh, and this obviously is obviously a, an important mechanism whereby um, uh, aid donors can, can assure that the, uh, that the stability continues in Afghanistan. So really the key question, and uh, John, let me just throw it out there for you to, to give, us, give us your thoughts is, uh, do you think the talks uh, will succeed or fail? Yeah, as you said in round one of our discussion, it really is the $64,000 question. Um, and the list of issues that you outlined is, is definitely a heady list, right? Which is why this has been such an intractable uh, conflict for, for so long. It, it would be impossible to try and walk through all of those here. And even if we had the time to do that, I, it would, it's such a heady list of issues that it's hard to find common ground on all of them. And, and obviously, if we could, we could we could solve these problems. Um, so one one way that I'd like to think about it is is what are you know, to turn the question on its head? Do I think the talks will fail uh, as opposed to succeed? And And I would say that in this particular instance, I am I'm actually somewhat optimistic, which is unusual for me, <laughs> in so much in so much as the return to a civil war, which is likely to happen in a number of scenarios if the talks fail, it seems to be something something that absolutely no one wants. No Afghans yeah. want that. It it appears clear that the Taliban do not want that. The international community certainly does not want that. Um, the only actors that you could point to and say that they might benefit from the return of a civil war would be the likes of ISIS, who everyone hates. Yeah. Um, and right, it's sort of a, a rare common uh, aspect of, of the of the conflict that that no one seems to want a return to civil war. And yeah. so I I tend to you know perhaps bank on that a little bit as that's always in the background of these talks that yes they're difficult yes where they end up is going to be uncertain it's unclear how long it will take to get there or where they're going to end up um, but nobody wants them to fail catastrophically and for a civil war to break back out so that's yeah. that that's I, I the would, best i can get a read on it do you do you agree yeah, or disagree uh, yeah. no look i agree 100 percent, and it's interesting even though the taliban have been making very significant gains now over a long period of time on the battlefield. Um, we, you know, I was involved in uh, quite extensive talks with Taliban a couple of years ago, and and it was quite clear that the movement is exhausted. Their fighters are exhausted. Um, there's a real appetite to see an end to what they see as just slaughter. 
Um, uh, and, and so, as you say, even, even the Taliban who are making the gains are very keen to see a, an end to the conflict. And I think, you know, there's, there's a pragmatic wing, pragmatic wing within the Taliban, there's a more ideological wing. Uh, and, and it could be that this is, is, is why we're seeing you know, the balance tipping a bit more towards a pragmatic approach the Taliban are taking. Yeah, and certainly, I mean, you know, for everyone's sake, and most importantly, the Afghans' sake, you know, I, I hope that that, right, that that sort of looming fear of the return of a civil war will continue to weigh heavy on all of the parties involved and, and sort of guide their actions away from brinksmanship, right, I mean, which would I'm, be very... Yeah, I mean, the other thing I would just add very quickly, I'm just, again, watching the clock uh, tick down, is that... Um, you, you know, the Taliban, there's a view that the Taliban have expressed privately, um, and it's been reported recently that, that they've expressed this view that they realize they cannot take control of the whole country uh, by, by feet of arms because society yeah. has moved on. And, and, they, and they have to enter into some kind of power sharing arrangement uh, that recognizes that you know, they, they, will be legitimate, they will be recognized as legitimate by swathes of Afghan society. Yeah, and nor do they want to govern, govern, frankly, a country that would be ruined by that kind of civil war, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that seems to come out quite loud and clear, both from their own statements as well as people I know who have spoken to them, you know, that they don't want to be in charge of a country that's ruined or is an international pariah or looks like Syria does today. Um, yeah, and, and interestingly, so I mean, that pragmatic view was one that we, you know, we encountered when we were in talks to Taliban way back in 2012. So there is a consistent threat here in terms of their attitude, which, which looks, you know, there's a, there's a, a beacon of hope here, basically. Hopefully, yes.